Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too, and let's dive in to today's first story. Now, today's first story is a bit of a short one, but it does have a longer update as well. They come from Catfish26, who says, I, 26 female, don't like my internet boyfriend, 28 male, in real life. He's come to my country to visit me this weekend. After talking online as friends for a good five years or so, and end of last year when my ex-boyfriend turned out to be absolutely horrible and we broke it off, started talking much more and a lot deeper. Emotions formed after these. We Skyped and he booked his trip here to visit me. It's all happened in about eight months. The duration of time we've been talking a bit more emotionally, except now he is here and I actually don't like him very much at all. In fact, I'm dreading every single day I need to come home from work and sleep in the same bed as him. He's painfully awkward and I actually feel physically sick and uncomfortable with the idea of sleeping with him or being intimate at all, discussing feelings, etc. I really don't know what to do. He's still a nice guy and I like him in a friend way, but I really don't want this to end up going any further. I don't want him to have the wrong idea and I definitely don't want to sleep with him again. I probably sound so very selfish for all of this, but I am so uncomfortable and I'm sure I'm not giving off very nice vibes to him either. What do I do? If I tell him how I feel, he's essentially stuck in my country for another five days, feeling like crap. But if I don't, I'm kind of leading him on and making myself feel sick. I already feel on the verge of breaking down. Please help. I really don't know what to say or do. And like I said, we do have an update to this in a moment. I don't know why, but I was super shocked that you're sharing the same bed after meeting someone who you met online after only eight months and you've met up and already in the same bed. And I know this is all hindsight and very easy to say now I've read the story, but I would have thought that you would have discussed things like when you meet up, you'll take things slow, you might go for a meal, get to know each other a bit more, because I guess over the internet and in real life can be very different, like you've discovered now. And I know it's very easy for me to say now once I've read the story, but I think there's only one thing to do here, and that's be honest and that you've moved too fast. And now you've actually met up, you don't feel like you're actually connecting as well as you thought you was going to. Of course, that will hurt hearing that, but you need to be honest because what's the alternative in this situation? You just carry on pretending everything's okay when it's actually not. You can only be honest in this. But Harvest comes in and says, I gotta say, going from chatting online to sleeping in the same bed as him in a single step, that's one awfully huge step. No wonder he's painfully awkward. In saying that, this is also a card you can play. 
Thankfully, he hasn't moved across the country and isn't there permanently. Let him know that you think things have moved too fast and want to take things more slowly, and that because you've been moving fast, things haven't worked out as you'd like them to. If I were you, I'd break the romance off. OP replies saying, I want to do that. The sleeping together was of his advances, and I went along with it. Felt weird after. He tried to do it again later that night, but I politely moved his hand, rolled over, and went back to sleep. My only concern is that he doesn't have anywhere to stay. And I do feel bad that he spent so much money coming to visit and me saying something will not only hurt him, but he's stuck here for another five days. I prefer if he didn't stay at my house though. What would be the best approach there? I feel like I should talk about this with him tonight. Waffle Toast says, yeah, this is what happens when you don't really know a person through real life interactions. That is when the truth comes out. It will be hard, but you should be honest and break up with him. You can still offer him a room at your place if he can't get a hotel room or something, but you shouldn't feel forced to sleep next to someone you can't stand. Kijimon says, I think you'll basically need to say what you said here. Listen, I've realized that while we have a close bond, I don't think you're a suitable match for me in a relationship sense. I really do want us to be friends, so don't take that as some sort of put down, and I'm happy slash not okay with you staying here on the couch, delete as appropriate. We should get to know each other better in person, but only as friends, as I do think we have things in common. I realize this is a bit of a shock, and I hope you understand. Something like that. And Japan Cupcake says, I'm pretty sure you have already decided that you don't want to be with him. You need to make yourself happy. There is no point in dragging this relationship along if at the end of it, you're going to be unhappy in the long run, especially if you aren't attracted to him or his personality. On top of you don't like being intimate with him. If you can't picture having sex with him, then you should already know that's a no-go. But he will get over it. He's going to have to. So let's go and find out in OP's update how they dealt with this situation. So OP says, so as tactfully as possible and after I couldn't take the extreme touchy-feely and him literally sitting on top of me while I tried to wind down after work and reply to texts, Facebook messages, etc. and receive throughout the day in privacy, I suggested we talk. I tried not to get into too much detail because I wanted to be as non-hurtful as possible, keep it clean so to speak. I said to him straight up that he just wasn't what I was expecting and I didn't have any romantic feelings and I wasn't comfortable with how things were heading. I said that this sadly didn't translate as well to real life as I had hoped and surely not how he had hoped either. He seemed completely fine with me in real life versus internet. I was apparently the only one having the trouble conditioning myself to the fact that he was nothing in person like he portrayed himself on the internet. He gave me the silent treatment. I asked if he would talk through what he was thinking, but he refused. I said that anything he decided to do would be fine at that point. If he wanted to stay, he could have my couch or daughter's room. She was away for the week. Or he could find a hotel. Or he could use my phone and internet to change flights if need be. Whatever he wanted to do. He went off to my lounge room to sulk and proceeded to fall asleep. I brought him a blanket so he'd still be comfortable in the night. The next morning, I went to work. I asked if he wanted me to drop him anywhere so he could go exploring. And he asked if he could just stay at my house. I agreed and told him I was putting a lot of trust in him being at my place considering I don't know him at all in real life and to please respect my privacy. When I came home from work, we talked briefly. He was irate, very bitchy. I said I wasn't comfortable with where the conversation was heading and I'm beginning to feel uncomfortable even with him just around me. He asked to use my phone and computer to check the flights and hotels. I agreed. He spent an hour searching info and calling numbers. 
He told me he had already spent the day looking up this info, so I'm not sure why it took so long. Anyway, he eventually booked a hotel and asked me to drive him there. On the way, he was digging for more information about why I don't feel a connection. I didn't want to say because I find you as repulsive as Gollum physically and the idea of you flopping around on me makes me physically sick and you're bland and boring as hell. Sitting behind you while you go through every friend on your Facebook telling me stories about every single one of them for hours is not fun because that is hurtful. I just simply repeated myself that I don't feel what I thought I would and I don't feel comfortable around him. He got very bitchy at this point. He mentioned that my house was easy to break into because he locked himself out but got himself back in. He said in a very condescending manner that running away from everything that makes me uncomfortable is an excellent way to live my life. He said he wouldn't give me an apology for anything. I simply said that I'm not asking for an apology, just respect. Curiosity got me and I checked my internet history. He was at my house all day after all. He spent most of the day creeping my male Facebook friends. He knew I was going to my best friend's leaving party on the weekend and was conveniently outside the bar which he knew the party was at, since it was set as a public event. And today I found out that he had asked a mutual friend of ours to spy on me and report back to him anything I say about him. After he had a dig at me in one of his statuses about unexpected hotel costs. But I am not the kind of person to unleash personal info on my friends in such a public manner like that. I apologize to our friend that he was dragged into high school drama that is so petty and incomprehensible. He sent me a huge email outlining everything he liked about me, hated about me, and the whole thing boiled down to him wanting me because I am hot and that I am apparently lying to myself and I'm a narcissist, all while admitting he has a big ego. Honestly, he really, really shouldn't have a big ego. He also said that a working relationship doesn't need the feeling I'm after romantically. Let's just say, I'm really happy I dodged this bullet, but I wish I anticipated this sooner. Thanks for the advice, guys. It's been really hard taking the high road on this one. And someone did ask after that. They said about the, the golem physically and finding him flopping around on her makes her feel sick. And said, didn't you even know what he looked like before inviting him over to your house for a week? To which OP replied, saying, as I said above in another comment, I don't base all of my attraction on the way somebody looks. Absolutely hated the way this guy held himself, behaved. The way he spoke was so monotone. The things he spoke about were incredibly boring and he was so self-absorbed. There was nothing in person like he portrayed himself online and all of my feelings towards him very quickly became negative. Opie also added saying, this guy contacted my mother to apologize for me breaking up with him and tried to spin the sob on her too. You think, holy moly. And there was a lot of people commenting on the computer with him having access to your computer and watching out for spyware and making sure your computer's clean, maybe even changing your locks at the same time. But what do you guys make of this one? Have you ever met someone online and it's gone a bit weird or something like that? Let us know your thoughts down in the comments below and let's move on to another story. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And our next story comes from Otto A. for Life, who says, Am I the asshole for ditching my friend's wedding after she removed me as a bridesmaid and wanted me to sub for the photographer? I, Ayla, 26 female, was set to be a bridesmaid in my friend Deirdre's 26 female wedding. She had five bridesmaids in total, including me. We met in high school and moved back to our mutual hometown area a few years later. I'm six foot one and my nickname has always been Big Bird. All the other girls and Deirdre are about five foot four to five foot six or so. I have a nick on DSLR and have always liked to casually take pictures for my social media which I did for all of us in the time leading up to the wedding. The day of the wedding, the paid photographer Jenny was on site at Deirdre's massive church but was sick. She said she had eaten something that didn't agree with her, that she could power through and she had done COVID tests so it wasn't that but ultimately she had to leave. Shortly after she left and before we're supposed to head towards the sanctuary, Deirdre asked me to walk around the perimeter of the church to make sure that the entrances were all labeled and that no one was lost. So I did that in my dress and tennis shoes and made it back in about 15 minutes. By the time I got back into the bridal suite, it was nearly time to head into the foyer. As I walked in, everyone was quiet and staring at me. Deirdre's fiance sister, Ashley, who hadn't been sure if I could make the wedding, was there as well. Deirdre said that since Jenny was gone, they didn't have a wedding photographer. She wanted me to give my bridesmaid's dress to Ashley and take photos with my Nikon since no one wanted to just have pictures on their phones. Everybody swarmed me and started helping me out my dress, pulling the rhinestone comb out of my hair and Deirdre took back the bridesmaid gift of the matching Tiffany bracelet we were wearing during the wedding to put on Ashley. Everyone said this was a much better plan and started hyping up my photography skills. They were also saying that this would be great because the wedding party would look uniform now and the mums were saying it would be great to include or the family girls as bridesmaids. Deirdre said that I'd be able to eat after everyone else and that she wasn't sure where Ashley had been sitting for dinner, but it wouldn't matter because I wouldn't need to sit down anyway. This was all very rushed and I didn't have time to think, but I was immediately pretty hurt by the demand that I'd be responsible for not only the wedding photography for free, but that everyone was implying that I'd make pictures look weird if I was in them and that I'd be okay with not having a seat at all or the chance to eat. I told Deirdre that I wasn't a professional photographer and that I didn't know what I was doing, but she just kept saying, you'll do great and I'm sure it'll be good, but everyone continued to get ready. I packed up all my stuff, said that I had to take it out of my car, then drove home. Am I the arsehole? What the hell? There's no way you're the arsehole in this situation. You were purposely sent outside so they could rush you when you come back and take the dress off you. It sounds like they, like you said, they absolutely swarmed you and took it all off you just like that. So you went from a wedding guest being in the party, having this wedding gift, having that all snatched away from you, to having to work there instead for free. Damn, but Torchwood Force is not the arsehole. You were literally uninvited to the wedding and forced into being an unpaid employee instead. The description of them helping you out of your dress brings to mind the scene in Disney Cinderella where her stepsisters tear her dress off and leave her in rags. I hope it didn't feel like that when they did that to you. That was just horrible. Opie replies saying thanks. It didn't feel that bad, but it didn't feel good. 
I was just shocked and at the time I felt like I needed to pitch in or make it work somehow because I was in problem solving mode. Then as we kept going and Deirdre kept explaining what she wanted me to do, alternating with everyone's compliments made me feel hurt. It was also kind of weird being the only one undressed while they were looking at me, but I got my own clothes on quickly. Bucket 445 says, absolutely not the asshole, the fucking sheer audacity. What a great feeling it must have been to be so easily pushed aside for the last minute sister-in-law that may or may not make it. I'm sure that made you feel really special. And then to try and patronize slash bully you into becoming a free photographer. That is not your friend and never has been. Fuck her and fuck the wedding. Carly the Blaze says not the asshole. This is one of those things where it was okay to ask and it would have been huge save the day favor if you did it. The fact that you were thrust into it willy-nilly and not given a choice in the matter. And the way they just completely cut you out of the bridal party. It was very unkind of them. The uniform bridal party comments. What the fuck? Also, if that dress fitted you, how on earth did a much shorter gal get into it? Either she looked terrible and ill-fitted, or this is rage bait. Opie replies saying it was a midi-length dress from David's Bridal that wasn't tailored and had adjustable spaghetti straps. We belted them with rhinestone belts, so they used that to cinch that in a little. Mighty is the pen who says, not the arsehole, maybe. Maybe if it had all been them problem-solving in panic and you take the photos to sub in for the missing photographer, it would have been okay. But combined with replacing you, implying the wedding party looked better without you, and deciding that now that you were taking the pictures, there was no need for you to sit down or eat. It's just awful behavior. And one more before Opie's comment update from Few Shepherd Erda, who says, so suddenly she has no seat for you. Didn't for Ashley. Look, drama happens. All she had to do is actually ask you. Just be super nice and ask you for taking some photos. Explaining that there is no way to find another person and that she does not expect you doing the actual job, but just taking photos of the key moments like during the ceremony. Other things could happen at different times, like actual photo shoot with bride and groom, etc. I guess they all forgot that you need to consent. Also, they could ask you politely just to borrow your camera and somebody else could take the pictures since you are in the wedding party. Many options here. Maybe leaving without telling them no is not the best, but probably it was too much for you to handle from all these people, so you get a pass. Not the arsehole. So as I said, Opie did do a little update in their comments, which said, hi everyone, thank you for weighing in. I'm reading through all your comments and wanted to answer some of the most common questions I've seen, so I use this as an update and to answer your questions. I was trying not to include too much information in my post, but I think I should include some more. The dress was a midi-length dress from David's Bridal with no tailoring. The top had adjustable spaghetti straps and it was cinched in with a rhinestone belt. Ashley and I are very close to the same size, so the dress is okay for her to wear. I paid $120 for the dress. Deirdre bought the accessories and I was wearing ballet flats I already owned. I also paid for a wedding gift, bridal shower gift, and her drinks at various points, so I would estimate my cost around $500. We did our own hair and makeup at the church. The Tiffany bracelets were some of the $300 ones. I logically understand why she took mine off. They're relatively distinctive and meant to match in the photos, but it's still stung. Jenny was there for a period of time, and so she should be able to send them the professional photos of us getting ready. But I personally watched her getting sweatier, so I suspect her having to leave, even though I didn't witness it, was genuine and urgent. I don't think that Deirdre, who's a liar, so I should have chosen better due to me spelling it differently every time, dismissed her. 
I do now think that she asked me to check around the church as a way of getting me off by myself, since Jenny had already left at that point and she had time to think about what to do. Because of where the bridal suite was positioned, few people were parked over there and have a car with a distinctive color had been parked right up by it, so I suspect no one messaged me an alarm because they looked out and immediately realized I'd just left. I suspect that they're not going to message me and ask if they can have a few pictures I'd already snapped either. A lot of people are telling me to take Deirdre to court, but that just isn't in my nature. I'd really prefer not to stir things up with her, but have been watching social media, which they haven't blocked me on. I posted here because I saw a couple of vaguely snarky comments from Deirdre's mother-in-law about how they couldn't get a photographer to stay, but they may do. The only message I've gotten directly has been one of the other bridesmaids asking me if I'd gotten any pictures at all, and I just ignored it. But I've been turning this over in my mind and wondering if I'm the arsehole for bailing, so I posted here. The last thing I want to clarify is that people have been comparing this to the scene in Cinderella. This certainly didn't feel good, but in the moment, I was problem-solving mode because this was being presented to me as a last-minute problem that I needed to help solve. Everyone was talking like we were collaborating on this great thing while quickly getting all my items off and onto Ashley. I'd worn a black Vela tracksuit and a t-shirt to the church, so she wasn't literally telling me to walk around in my underwear, but still. I mean, how many times can people fuck up in one post? Literally taking your dress off you, trying to make you work for free, telling you that the other person fits in the bridal party better than you anyways was probably the best decision. Oh dear. And then saying that you don't have to eat at the wedding reception anyway. How awful are these people? Holy moly. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? What would you have done if you was in OP's position? Let us know your thoughts down in the comments below. And just a huge thank you for spending your time with me today. Getting involved in the stories, your love, support and time always means the absolute world. So thank you so much. And hopefully we'll see you in the next one. Take care and much love. Wake up, get up, stretch my legs, eat some breakfast, milk and eggs, brush my teeth up, wash my face, throw my clothes on, start my day. Wake up, I can smell the smoke from the bacon. Let's go, see the sun shining from the windows. Okay, I know that's a dead. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 